and welcome back, Stuart Rosenberg and Mark Sullivan. They run the fun. That's the hashtag. Hashtag run the fun. Studio Communications on the Mark Communications, Houston's hip hop happening PR <laughs> firms run by, owned by, run by, and uh, all I hear in my wizardry. head is who runs the world, but not the right. after world. Like they're, the they're, after world. Not the, <laughs> who runs the after world? They're wizards. Yeah, we're, working they are. we're working on it. <laughs> well, they've started something called um, Houston 100. In Houston. And we're going to hear about, right? yes, in Houston. Tell us a little bit about that. The Houston 100? Yeah. The Houston 100. The, the Houston 100. Dot com. So basically we, you know, I think as, as PR practitioners, is that the, is that right. the right? PR practitioners, we, you know, we're always looking for different ways to reach people. And I think, you know, as a lot of people find, we get, all of us get so many things in our inbox. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. you know, sort of infinitum and it, it just never seems to stop. And so we just wanted to create a tool that was a little more newsy and something that people I think would want to get in their in their inbox. And so we were introduced to um, a group out of Atlanta called The 100 Companies, and they have a network of now 12 markets. Um, some of these are international. They go from- From little, Denver to Dubai. Thank you, Mark. Yeah, well done. <laughs> and They're so similar. Bravo. Yeah. So th- we thought this was a really interesting platform for us to get involved in. And, and the idea is that it's, um, you know, it's, it's a curated set of stories, and they're all either 100 seconds- um, in, in video format or 100 words. Exactly. And I think it's great for people's attention span. Which for, is not a I know, script, right? So that makes total sense. Easily easy share, easily uh, easily shareable. Mm-hmm. But I think for us, um, maybe more importantly, a way to look at stories in a different way. So for us to do kind of a flip side. So if we're pitching things, it's not the same thing that you would read maybe in you know, in Paper City or Modern Lecture, sure. Houston Chronicle, um, it may be a variation of it, but the idea is that we're looking at it in a, in a little bit of a different way that might be, um, you know, interesting and fun as, as, a, as a tidbit. I mean, honestly. Yeah. So, um, and who's your audience? Just all like your network in terms of consumers and correct. business I mean, owners. And we've been, we were actually shocked when we compiled our databases. We had, turned um, out we had a lot of emails. A lot addresses. of emails. I'm shocked. A lot. Hundreds of thousands. I'm and sure. you know, we owe that just to four or five people not BCCing their emails. So that was a great Thank way you, to start. Four or five people. <laughs> That's that. awesome. <laughs> no, <I'm> kidding. <laughs> not really. But we've so, all been there. Uh, no, but, but it, yeah. So we, you know, we just, again, we wanted a way to kind of reactivate our audiences. We, we've got very, very similar um, clients, you know, in terms of, of the categories, real estate, hotels, restaurants, uh, fashion, uh, you know, a little bit of retail here and there. Um, so it just, it, it just, it seemed to make sense. You know, Mark and I have a working relationship before, um, you know, I think we've always had fun working together and this was a, a way to kind of reconnect. And again, I think for, for businesses nowadays, you're looking for ways to differentiate. And I think this was a, a good vehicle for us. And we're, I think we're, we're, you know, we're again, we're still kind of on our training wheels here. We're about to drop our, our second uh, issue this week, um, which you can sign up for at the Houston 100.com. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's again, I think we've gotten some really great feedback, and people have said this is really it's fun, it's well thought out. And again, I think it's not a burden on people. Yeah. So, what we're looking to do is sort of cut back on kind of the extraneous emails that we were sending and sort of compile everything in this format. And I think I'm a big fan of video too, and we mm-hmm. haven't quite gotten there. I mean, we've been discussing kind of concepts for that. But but I think um, we're we're eager to do that. I think we have one video on the next issue. Oh yeah, I didn't I didn't do that one. Oh. Jeremy did it. That's nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> because that takes things to another level, cost wise as well. Right. Right. Well, and things but, go further sometimes with video. Yeah, they yeah. definitely like go. Viral. When Tasty started doing those, you know, cooking videos like on 
Facebook and mm-hmm. there were 30 seconds and it's a full recipe. Like the most ADT people would, ADD people would come out and be like, oh, I cooked so-and-so last night. And it's like, how did you focus on that? And it was like this 30 second thing that they were able to watch and focus on for 30 seconds. Right. And I, I think, um, and there are people that are doing it really well. You know, I, I don't know if you guys have had or would have like a Lily Jang on your show, but she's mm-hmm. doing such yeah. a great job going from TV to doing these, these, uh, these, you know, I mean, they're, they're house listings, but they're so creative mm-hmm. and well done kind of in their video format. So right. I, I think it's definitely something you share. I, I don't know. I've always been more of a visual person. I mean, I like reading, but I think to have the compliment of both is great. And now with Snapchat and Instagram stories, it's like, it's part of our daily thing is like watching people's lives you know on video unfold i have to teach you about insta Uh, stories (laughs) libby i hate it so much when Libby Snapchats me um, but it's <laughs> because I don't really get thing. it. I think it is so and then you have silly. bunny ears on. I know, and then I sound like oh, <laughs> it's so cute though. Oh god. Um. Okay, so y'all were talking about how you've worked together in the past, and Mark, we were just kind of getting into the like nitty gritty of your career. So tell us, you were in New York eight in New years, York, eight years also, mm-hmm. and um, I think I left a little bit after Stuart. And uh, in 2002, I moved back to Austin. Okay, so real quick, personal question. Did yeah. 20, 2001 have anything to do with... It did for me. 9-11 have anything to do with moving out of New York? I think the city changed a lot after that. Uh-huh. And I think for you know for a lot of us. I also think that you know you, you sort of... You get to certain... I think when you've, you've hit a certain time, you know, it's a kind of seven-year itch sort of a scenario. Yeah. There. I, I feel like I saw that with a lot of friends that, you know, they, especially people from Houston, I think there's a draw to Houston. Yeah. And I think there was an increasing draw at that time. The city was really starting to change a lot. You were starting to see more of, you know, what we know today is Houston. I think that was just starting to happen. Um, so I think it was an exciting place to come back to. And I think we, you know, a lot of us had kept connections to the city. I mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but yeah, I think, I think that 9-11 definitely kind of accelerated things, you know? Yeah. Yeah. For and, you, after, and after 9-11, the show that I was working on at CNN was canceled. So and everything it, was kind and of And they affected. offered, well, that's when the, you know, the dot bomb yeah. boom went dot mm-hmm. bust. Bomb. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> dot bomb boom went dot bust. And they offered to give me another show, but at the same time, I was, I was kind of ready to come yeah. back home. I think that New York has sort of a start time and a finish time, and mm-hmm. the perfect age is 25 to 35. Really? Mm-hmm. I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you think that's enough? I do. Yeah. I mean, if you were a billionaire, it'd be different. Then it would well, at 35, you have to be in a position to have a country house. For sure. Right. Because if sane. you, and, and that is really part of survival there. And I tell everyone that first moves there, listen, I'm going to tell you like this. The, the way to live in New York City happily is to leave it as often as possible. Mm-hmm. It's really true. Mm-hmm. And you got to do that with your career now like you got oh, yeah. you were hopping on some jet plane well i ate those words later <laughs> <laughs> um so mark you moved to so austin. i moved back to austin and okay. then i was kind of trying to figure out what i was going to do next and um and brilliant magazine dropped out of the sky oh, brilliant. at the same time lance <laughs> avery morgan yeah. and i um you know i was i couldn't really do in austin what i did in new york and get were paid they for it just so. in austin at that there, it was Texas. It was, they were based in Austin, but it was for the state of Texas. Okay. Mm-hmm. So statewide. So you were working with Lance. So I was. The, uh, I became the features editor okay. of Brilliant Magazine. And then that was a great way to be reintroduced to the state of Texas because all of a sudden I was going to Dallas and Houston yeah. and Marfa and writing lifestyle stories. Right. And that's actually how I met Stuart. He was, started pitching me stories. From Stuart from, when from you Houston. started Studio Communications right. here in Houston yeah. when you moved back from New York with Gail Rubin. And I think a Bayhaus was your first client. A Bayhaus was I was yeah, working there at the time. It was one of our first clients. Um, yeah. Well, and like my favorite thing about 
y'all working with the Bayhaus was our Christmas party for our clients, which Gail brilliantly dubbed Hooters, Hunks, and Heineken. <laughs> it still has a very loving place Hooters, in my heart. Hooters, Hunks, and Heineken. Oh, yes, Chow. Oh. So all of our guys would come, like all the husbands, well, the wives would come in and they'd be like, I want this, this, this. And we're like, gotcha. And the guys would come in, we'd hand them a beer. The Hooters girls would be there with wings. And we're like, your wife wants this. And they're like, great, wrap it up. We're like, Christmas is in the bag. Scene. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. So that was a lot of fun. Clever. Um, and then Mark, so y'all started working so together I, I met as a writer. Stuart, I met Stuart and Gail very quickly after moving back to Austin. Okay. And we became fast friends and mm-hmm. um, just loved them because they just reminded me of my friends that I already had in New York. So yeah. it, was, sure. it was great. And um, at, an, at a certain point, I guess I realized that the magazine was not going to be able to, I was not going to be able to afford my lifestyle working <laughs> full time at the <laughs> magazine. <laughs> and uh, and so at a certain point, I started writing press releases for Stuart and Gail. Yeah, like freelance. Exactly, yeah. freelance writing. Yeah. So I would I would I would write just you know one off press releases, and that was the extent of what we did. And then at a certain point, I started working at studio once a week, and then still lived in Austin. Like commuting. Mm-hmm. And then at a certain point, they got a very large new client in Dallas in the form of Victory Park, and they were going to hire somebody, and it could have been me or it was be somebody else and I needed a job and I like and I liked them yeah <laughs> so I started working at, at studio so you moved to Houston I actually stayed in I still oh, commuted did? for a while okay. yeah like weekends so I would I would I would come back to to, uh, to Houston on Monday mornings and I'd work until Thursday afternoons and drive back to Austin that's cool mm-hmm. it's not so bad no and it ended up being great that's because awesome. I think at the time you know Mark was sort of pitching business in Austin yeah. so it gave us mm-hmm. a little more of a kind of a statewide feel um I I mean, it was, it was, they were really, they were great times. I think it was a, a fun time with the agency just because we had such a variety of clients. You know, I think now that both of us have grown, you know, things tend to be more corporate than they were. And that was mm-hmm. still a little fly by the seat of your pants, you know, making things happen in, in a way that I'm not sure that we would do it right. now at this yeah. age, but yeah. it worked. And we had yeah. some real fun clients and all kinds of ridiculous adventures. Uh, we launched Zaza. That was a lot of tell fun. Tell us about that yeah. party. That was, tell exactly, Zaza. that was 10 years ago. Were you there? I don't think it was at the launch party. I wasn't living here. Um, no. I went with I David like Solis. And oh, Lord. I know. That's when he lived Perfect here. Perfect person to go to the oh, Zaza party. totally. Right? And I, all I remember is Bubba McNeely running around with a bottle of Vuvu in his hand. Because we were leaving. And going somewhere. He's like, girl, why are you leaving? There's champagne from the ceiling. <laughs> I was like. <laughs> um, so it was a really amazing party. I remember all of the studio people out in front directing the valet traffic, mm-hmm. which like never, ha- you know, I mean, you think of publicists and they're like, oh, they're inside, like with their clients, like in the well hilt. Nope. Y'all were like in the thick of things. No, you know, I think we had to because we, I mean, we knew it was going to be a big event yeah. when we were planning it and, and working with the Charlie Gibbons and Benji Holmes, are so awesome. And, you know, they were really, they wanted to do something that nobody else had done here or definitely hadn't done maybe in decades. You know, I think maybe the, the, the kind of, Hilton. Exactly. Did exactly. y'all oversee right. some of the renovations or like were y'all working with them we, at that time? We, were, we worked on the account for a long time before they opened. Yes, so, I mean, it was the Warwick, yeah. Yeah. which this is, is what a people legendary don't understand. hotel. They just see the party. Sure. They don't, right. know, they don't know the hours and the days and the, really Input. more than a year, I believe, they're we going to it. it. Yeah. That was so smart of them to engage you on what the hotel was going to be. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think they again. I mean, what was so interesting about that hotel is is that it kept sort of morphing almost day by day. I mean, it, you know, I think 
again, Charlie especially is sort of like a visionary in that sense. So I think it was sort of, you know, somebody would bring up an idea and, and he was ready to kind of implement those changes, you know, mm-hmm. quickly. So we had a great storyline. And I think having those creative suites, you know, each of the theme suites sort incredible. of brought in another. Super fun. Yeah. Exactly. And the history of the hotel itself. Yeah. I mean, it's a great property. Yeah. I think it was Bob Hope that in an interview yeah, I think so. Johnny Carson Johnny of, Carson you know how many times Stuart and I have written this into a press release <laughs> you should tell the story because I'll get it wrong he was on Johnny Carson and he was being interviewed about his trip to Houston and Johnny Carson was a little perplexed about what Houston was like and then mm-hmm. he said look the view of Herman Park was the most beautiful view in the world or something he did he said the Is view right from my suite at the Hilton at the, at the, um, at yeah, the Warwick. Warwick at the Warwick Hotel right? overlooking yeah, some, yeah. the statue of Sam Houston and and the park. Yeah, that's right. In the park. There yeah. must it was not the most beautiful view from any hotel I've ever seen or something like that. Which is amazing. That is amazing. I'm like, well, <laughs> how far? He was is not he from tra- Pasadena? He must not have been traveling a whole lot. No, it's really true. And I've stayed in suites in that hotel that faced that direction mm-hmm. south. With the, did you take a bath so beautiful. on the balcony? Not on that balcony. <laughs> Chess. Chess. No. Um... Okay, so that was one of the amazing. So that was a fun together. party. That was a real fun party. It was, and I, I mean, I think again, you know, just the volume of people. I mean, it was. The, I've never, I don't think, seen Mm-mm. so much. Uh, there were thousands food and, food. And, and and food and liquor to go along with that. And the and hotel was, was like it was a free. It took like, over the it was whole, a free the whole. Yeah, I mean, like you could wow. go in any room. Mm-hmm. It, I don't know if you. I, I, it was amazing. I mean, just having worked on the event and being there because once our kind of initial job was done, and this was closer to midnight when we were able to start kind right. of relaxing a little bit more. I mean, I didn't. You couldn't even find friends right. or people no. because people were so spread out. There and were people in suites. There were people in rooms. Exactly. There were people in bars. Were people don't in, ask them what they were doing. Uh, in there. That's right. Because no. I'm sure there that's was right. some monkey business. Going Mark and I encountered a little bit of a shady no. experience. No. For who, Halloween. who came up with keep it Zaza? Who came up with keep it? That was Charlie, yeah, the owner of the hotel. Charlie Gibbons. That's right. And Charlie also, I mean, I think one of our more interesting events there was actually not the grand opening, but probably the first Halloween. Um, That's what I was saying with Lady Bunny. Mark and I had a bit of a run in. We had to get out. There were all kinds of things happening. Yeah. No shit. Yeah. Then it was like, was it UNICEF? Uh, I think UNICEF was a beneficiary. Lady Bunny was the mm-hmm. DJ. Mm-hmm. I, I was um, at that party. Mm-hmm. Lady Bunny, I, I had actually was Tammy so and tired. Edward she had to take a nap in, in the, the hallway. hallway. Lady Bunny did. Yeah, yeah so she was tired. Yeah, she was yeah. a little sleepy. Oh, there are a lot Plus. of like, yeah, there she, are, bunnies <laughs> get tired. <laughs> they do. Hyperactive bunnies get tired sometimes. Yeah, especially when they never mind. <laughs> when they're not doing it. Tammy not and Edward Malta came as a murder suicide that night. That was pretty legit. A murder suicide. Uh huh. Okay. And like, um, there was just a lot going on. A lot. Uh huh. It was fun. And that then was a Mark. Chilean minor. When did, <laughs> wait, a Chilean like minor, like I had a under capsule. eighteen oh. or like the shot out. Okay. Minor I was one. like a chili. Okay. Um, when did you go out on your own? Because you're a studio for five. Five years. About five years. Yeah. yeah. Um, it was February 2008, just as the global economy oh, was crashing. Oh, good. Yeah, you awesome. have this like, <clears throat> thing with you know the booms happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it worked Perfect. out. But everything yeah. worked out. Everything yeah. worked out. Can y'all believe that was almost 10 years ago? I no. can't. Can we not just it's, go there? God, I can see it on my face when I look in the mirror. <laughs> um, and so On The Mark Communications was born. So I started out, and uh, Stuart and Gail were very nice. They thought it would be a good idea for me to take Robert Del Grande, who um, I had been working with very closely at... Studio and is this before RDG they, they or after RDG? Before, okay. So yeah. Kathy Annie is still in its original spot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Bar mm-hmm. Annie, 
And Stuart and Gilby generous, generously said, you should take Robert. No, but not either. You know, I think, Mark, you know, the thing about PR that's so interesting, I think, is, you you know, you create relationships with clients. And so sure. I think no matter where you are, and I, I had the same thing happen to me when I moved back to Houston. I think you don't want to sort of upset the cart. And especially when you've got a relationship that's, you know, that ran years yeah. deep. I mean, right. Mark had done such a great job with them. Yeah. Um, and with other clients, I mean, it, it just... It made sense. It's all about the relationship. Exactly. Yeah, and who they trust. I mean, they're trusting exactly. you with your brand. They're trusting you with their business. They're paying you money exactly. to run your marketing, basically. Exactly. PR. So he was your first client. So he was my first client. And so that's, was it just Cafe Annie at that time? Or? It was just Cafe Annie, and was we had expanding? just launched The Grove. Okay. Yeah. And In Discovery that? Green. So that's right when Discovery Green was mm-hmm. happening. Happening, okay. yeah. Yeah. And that's when I was the Jerry Maguire of public relations, and Robert was my Cuba Gooding Jr. <laughs> I had my goldfish and my mission statement, and off I went. And he was <laughs> never looked back. <laughs> goldfish and my mission statement. Where's Renee so, in this? And then, um, and then I actually officed at Schiller, Schiller Del Grande Restaurant Concepts because I didn't have an office, and you know, started off real modestly and. And it, things just kind of grew. The phone started mm-hmm. ringing and um, started getting some good new clients. It was, it's been very organic right. and slow. I mean, it's, it doesn't happen overnight. I didn't have a website for the first seven years I was in business, for example. Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah. And then, when I, and then when neither Stuart nor I got Equinox and we had to go to L.A., <laughs> I decided it was time for a, a website. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I mean, that's a you know that's a funny thing with us is I think you know over the years that we've we've sort of traded clients, sure. you know, some have gone back and forth. Um, I think we end up you know being able to be not only you know I, I mean we're obviously very close friends. I mean, Mark's one of my best friends. And I think it's great to have a sounding board for sure. you know for for what's happening. And I think right. it's you know whether that's good or bad or you know just sort of going through the day and, and trying to work out what we can do better or or do worse. <laughs> no, it's absolutely true. I, mean, it, I honestly feel like Stuart's the only person in the world that I can actually complain to and. He understands yeah. my pain, you know. So, yeah. and but we versa. also, yeah, we, and we appreciate each other's complaints. We yeah. really enjoy that time together. <laughs> we actually, <laughs> strangely, do. We love that. Do you know no cocktails? I have so many complaints right now. I can't even tell Our you. nightly chat. <laughs> and, That's awesome. Uh, yeah, I love so to hear that yeah. conversation. Mm-hmm. Well, Houston's definitely changed since you guys have been in business Dramatic. a ton. And, um, You've both represented it so well, so congrats. Oh, thank you. You know, the other day I went to this thing for for Dave Ward when he was retiring right. from ABC. And in part of the presentation, I think it was Gina Gaston that said this, when Dave Ward went on the air for the first time in 1967, I think it was. Yes, because 50 years Houston has less than a million people living here. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. And then 50 years later, they're all living in my building. <laughs> they and they're all parking on my street. Those first million. No, I Houston, can't. Houston has evolved in 50 years faster than other cities do in 200. It's That's so true. Crazy. And you guys were here at just the right time. It was good but, timing. But not only that, I, you know, I think we're, we're both very lucky because we've, you know, we both always had hotel clients, you know, together and then independently. And, you know, we have an opportunity to bring people here on a regular basis, yeah. media from, you know, around the country, yeah. around the world. And, and, and we can tell know, multiple stories, different neighborhoods. You have uptown, right. downtown, yeah. you know, museum districts, and it's good. But I think what's also exciting is to see people's reactions to the city. I think it's, it's always an, it's always a, a, an unexpected surprise. Right. Surprise. Because everyone has a yeah. very. Exactly definitive position well i hope everyone that comes to houston has the opportunity to meet both of you that's right when we come back in just a second we're gonna hear more about 
the Houston 100 because this is really, really exciting. So We're so excited for you. Stick around. We'll be right Thank back. You.